Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. What's a girl to do to get clear on who she is, to plan her second half of life so she lives fulfilled? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to invite you to check out our new Be Well Club. If you find wellness to be complicated with all the advice out there or all that's on your plate, you'll want to join us. We are working together on wellness in every area of our life and making it simple. Join me for a free Be Well webinar where I'll be sharing six daily habits plus the one key to finally making it stick. You can RSVP for the link at lissafiggins.com forward slash be well, or just click the link in the show notes. And did you hear the news? The best part of the conversation is now happening after the episode in my Facebook group community called Women Repurposed After 40. You can find the link in the show notes to join us for all the fun and extra goodies. And if you enjoyed this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review at podchaser.com. What I love about podchaser.com is it allows me to respond back to your reviews and allows people on all different platforms to be able to see what you love. And that helps me to get the message out to more women. So it just takes a minute, head over to podchaser.com, search up Repurpose After 40 and leave a quick review. And did I mention, when you do that, your name goes in our monthly drawing. And remember, this is my birthday month, so there are extra bonuses this month. So you may be asking, what's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com. Or two, screenshot an episode, post on social, and tag me at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink our next stage of life. So today I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Dr. Barbara Collins. She is a midlife transition specialist. So if you are in midlife, listen up. She's a speaker, a trainer, a coach. And what she does is she helps women take control of their second half of life by discovering what your natural strengths and talents are so that you can plan it out well. And what I love is that she, like like I am, is a repurposed educator. She spent time in the classroom teaching students in several different settings and is now teaching women uh, online how to really take take the reins of the second half of life. So, Dr. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us. Tell a little Hi. bit more, tell us a little bit more about your journey from you know being in the classroom to what you're doing today. First of all, it is such a pleasure to connect with you. I'm so excited 
and I'm honored. Thank you. Um, my journey really began in my 40s. I'm way into my second half of life, almost three, two and a half decades later. But the impetus was, uh, I tell the story, attending my daughter's graduation from Freedom Theater, an acting school, one of the oldest African-American theaters in Philadelphia. Sitting there, excited with the family, everybody, she came on, did her monologue. I was probably in my right, mid-40s. She was 12. My oldest was 15. And she finished. And we were so excited, happy. When she finished, an adult woman came on and recited a poem called Who Am I? And suddenly, the words to her poem resonated with me. I got teary-eyed. My cousin said, what are you doing? Aren't you so happy? I said, Yes, but I'm having a Oprah aha moment right now. And what went through me, I was going through a very difficult divorce at the time. Mm. And I started losing my identity and my confidence. But her poem resonated with me. And the message I got from that poem was to discover the real me and get control of who you are and work on that from now on, that was the beginning of my trajectory toward discovering who I am. I love that. Yeah, I, I really left there saying, you know, one of the biggest hurdles women have in transitioning is losing an identity to working. Mm. Work is mm. really self-identity psychologically. So if you worked for many years, that's who you are. However, when you transition to your second half of life, I like what Kathleen Brahoney says in Awakening in Midlife. Somehow between the mid-40s and 50s, there's a little nudge on her shoulder in our brain, a little nudge. She calls it the adolescent brain, saying, okay, what's next? What do we want to do? Let's get it together. Discover all in some people. Some women, with that human growth and development kind of nudge, some women run away from that nudge because mm -hmm. it's annoying. Right, right. It's really or not it's annoying. Scary. It's scary. So some women eat it away, uh, do unbelievable, challenging things, jump out of planes, buy a big red jaguar. No judgment. But that's reality. Mm. But the nudge also is a gift. Uh, midlife is a gift to really begin to discover, like you say, repurpose, reinvent. It's a healthy gift mm. because I believe whatever your spiritual awakening is, there is a spiritual connection that say, well, let's go figure out what did you bring in this world that comes easy and effortless to you? Because we didn't come in this world with a blank slate, but right, thank right. God we were able to either train or learn skills that kept us working. But you know, midlife, you know, the Native Americans don't call it a crisis. We're the only country that calls midlife a crisis. Native Americans calls it the golden path. 
And a lot of other Western countries call it very subtle, warm kind of words. It's not a crisis. It's an opportunity for you to begin to be kind of selfish and then discover. So for me, after that moment, something told me to make up my own activities. I, that's a teacher, you know, Lisa. Sure. Oh, I yeah. made of activities. Like <laughs> I made a- activities to discover who I am. Remember, during that time, around the 1970s, mid-70s, there was no Oprah. There was no one of these beautiful women who inspired. I didn't have that. I had two books, one by Dr. Wayne Dwyer and one by Maxwell Maltz. And Dr. Wayne Dwyer was wonderful with his book, Pulling Your Own Strings. So my first activity, this is so funny. I love to tell this story. Uh, I just called eight of my high school buddies and I said, let's meet in New York. And I had to pick a great restaurant because you have to feed people. Right, of course. And so I made it sound, well, it really was a reunion, but I said, I need to talk to you. I didn't say I need to talk to you because I didn't want to make it so serious. Let's get together. So in the restaurant, we all eating and laughing. I said, by the way, um, I want to ask you a question. I said, what was I doing in high school that came easy? I was having fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And they looked at me, first of all, they said, well, first of all, this is about you. I said, this is not about you. They said, well, no, it's a reunion, but I need your help. But they so they sat back and they said, you know, Barbara, that's easy. I said, really? They all said, that's easy. I said, they said, how can you forget you love being in those high school corny plays, like Meet Me in St. Louis and my fair lady loved to sing the choir, but that light bulb came on, Lisa, to tell me I forgot that that's part of who I am. Never touched acting, hmm. never. But they said, if you're asking us, were you happy? Yes, you made us come. So we saw you joyful. So the takeaway <laughs> was okay, if I'm planning my second half of life, then I have to get the courage to explore that. Right. So you know what I did next? I signed up for an acting class. At ah, my look at you. At my daughter's <laughs> school. I was about 46. I was terrified, Lisa. But the message, you know, you get messages from different places and they, they, the word, the thought says, well, so what are you going to do with it? Mm. Right. So I signed up for Attica to make a long story short. Sometimes as women, we get so fearful, we get paralyzed mm. because finding something new about ourselves is kind of scary. Because what are you going to do when you discover something like I did? Right. But they said to me, so, okay, these, we know you like to act. So what are you going to do? You love it. And the thought came to me, if this is part of my second half of life, because I can't quit working, teaching to be an actress, please, you know, <laughs> be real. But I can find something that I love to do. So I took an acting class and after work, uh, three hours, I, I could have stayed there eight hours. It was so much fun. 
Not everybody wants to do acting like me. I'm just saying there's something inside of us that came easy and natural to us. We, we can't, we just have to go find it. So fast forward, 2021, I've been acting and performing for almost 20 years, part-time. Wow. Because that first class, we don't have the time to tell you about my courageous journey, but the journey helped me move through that. Mm. I, I even tell women, Lisa, you know, sometimes we have blocks, as you know, growing up. And sometimes when we help, we need help to get through the block. So I had a therapist, a woman that I adore at that time. She said, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Let's get through what's blocking you, your fear. So I moved through it because I almost backed out of the audition. Two days. But when I auditioned for my girlfriend, the monologue before I almost backed out, they said, wow. That came, they said that monologue I rehearsed came so natural to them. To them. Mm. So to make it, yeah. So anyway, I'm doing that now. That's part of my second half of plan. I'm having fun doing TV commercials. And some women, to make a, um, a kind of connection to another type of woman I coached, she discovered she makes the best peanut brittle after. Now, I don't cook. Huh. <laughs> I don't bake candy, oh, fun. Mm -hmm. but from the coaching and the book, she realized, Lisa, that was her joy. I can tell you today, seven years later, that woman is making good money, making the best peanut brillo I have ever tasted, but she trained her identity of work was the, one of the highest paid controllers in the state. But coaching, she said, you know, I think I'm going to do this in my second half of life. Because it bring, it, she, her measurement was the joy, her dharma, as they call it. Right. The so that's why I'm, I'm, the second impetus, the second one, I just want to say my mother was instrumental for me because she got a master's in gerontology at age 68. Wow. And I watched her. That was her second half of life career or new identity after raising us and supporting my dad through school, this is her. And she said to me, when I would visit her in the senior living facilities around the eighties, she said, look at these faces. I want you to make sure you have no regrets. Mm. Do it now. So between the, my friends in acting for me and my mother was the impetus. And I do other things, as you know, Lisa, but acting is part of the. So this, these are two main stories I tell that push me I to make that. up all these activities, discover who, discover who I am was the big thing. Yes. And there were three words that really stood out to me that I wrote down as you were talking that I can resonate with. And I have a feeling our listeners can resonate with. The first one was identity. And you talked about how your identity was wrapped up in yes. your role, right? And for many women, it is a career. For some women, it's it's a it's even just being a mom. You know, and our identity. Mom, yes. 
gets so wrapped up in that and we lose ourselves. That was my experience. I, I, I was a teacher and then I went part-time with the first two and then stayed home with the third one because yeah. it just wasn't feasible. And, and while I loved my time with them, I did, I was losing me. Yeah. I didn't have dreams, goals, things that I was working on on me. I was just survival mode and making sure that everybody got sure. where they needed to be in, you know, yes, and, and so Yes. The next word you said was awaken. And I love the fact that you had a milestone moment at that graduation ceremony. You know, yeah. for me, it was a birthday. It was that year turning oh, 40. No kidding. Thinking, right. What, what is happening? I had another conversation with someone today for her. It was when she turned 40, you know, wow. so it can be a life event. It can be just a, you know, out of the blue, but I think there's something that wakes us up and says, wait, let's it push does. pause on all this doing and let's go back to the being part and then I liked the word that you said that was, it's time to be selfish because I feel like this is a response I get from so many women is it's selfish for me to think about me and what I want. And, you know, yes. and really when you think about, you know, our hearts are to serve and to give you know, Always. And all of that. And so by, by getting to know ourselves, we can give more and be more and do more for all those people. So yeah, uh, you know, so changing that mindset, I think is really key. It and really it. is. And it's it's our turn to pay attention to us, you know, and yes. it's okay. People do survive. Your loved ones will survive, you know, but take some time for you. Yes. And, and what a great example that is to a younger generation to say, don't wait till, you know, you get to this no. point in life, pay attention no. to what you're naturally good at, what, what fuels you, what you love. So Dr. Barbara, if someone is listening today and they're thinking, you know, I don't really, I've kind of lost my identity and I am either very close to that second, you know, half of life or in that, or one day will be there. And they're thinking, how can, how can I discover this? How can I plan my second half, you know, in a, in a way that I'm going to be able to live it well? What are a couple of, you know, practical tips that you have yeah, I'll share, I, I want to share with you what I did, I think helps to today. Write a love letter to yourself. Mm. Write a love letter to yourself. And in the letter, write no grammar, don't pay attention to that. That's right. Why are you in love with yourself? If that's mm. if that's a barrier for you, then just bullet points mm. about when was your first compliment that you heard. I did a workshop real quickly with 30 women. I said, when was the last time you paid attention to a compliment that was given to you? Mm -hmm. So love letter to yourself, any compliments that you remember about yourself and just bullet them. That's, that's the beginning of paying attention to yourself, you know, right. in psychological, not psychological. I think most organizations who help women succeed will train them on understanding your core values. Mm. I believe if your mom, if you're a student, if you're working a lot of times examining what is important to you is the beginning of knowing what, how you want to spend your time later. Right. I have top, I five top core values and sometimes they can change. But just beginning to ask yourself, well, what is important to me? I know on the internet list that there are a couple of questionnaires that don't, you don't I'd have to be careful about copyrights. Some are offered on what core values are. That can help you. And then bullet the top five or the top 10, because you want to make sure those core values are going to follow you 
in your second half of life. Because my one of my top core values is about making sure that I stay healthy. I was an athlete. So I knew that in my second half of life, somewhere I was going to be exercising, doing something. So core values is very, very important. And the other tip I want to give people, if you are really afraid of this transition, read as much as you can mm-hmm. about many women who are doing it now. Those are your role models. I have five role models, mm-hmm. you know, of women that I keep pictures of in my office, but I'm not the only person that authored two books. They had so many, I mean, these young women are so fortunate to have empowering women who write about moving in transition. So read as much as you can and pick some role models out that can help you. That's just the beginning. That's scratching the surface of helping you take some time and something will come to you in the middle of this journey, just exploring something's going to connect. You know, I'm not going to give you the whole belly wig of what to know. No, no. These are just short little takeaways that I did for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And when you push pause from all the doing to stop and think about those things, I, it will come to you. Sometimes yes, it's it not will. right there in the moment. Maybe it's later while you're washing dishes or you're laying in bed or you're driving somewhere. I often find it's the times I'm doing those more mindless tasks that all of a sudden those thoughts come back and all of a sudden and you know, I have do. an aha moment, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, Melissa, you, if you think of something, it doesn't mean uh, the nudge is telling you to, to quit your job and do it right away. Call it a, like, uh, Sarah Brethick in her book, Simple Abundance. She said, pretend you're going on an archaeological journey. So when the thought hits you, just say, maybe I could just go to the store, read about that, talk to somebody about that, and then go on your own exploration and enjoy the journey. You know, I believe in journaling, Lissa. Some people don't like it, but I do. And chop down what you discovered, you know, you know, I, one of the things I thought about, I wanted to be this photographer, you know, uh, cause I came up and film well, I went and took a class, but it didn't work. I knew the first two hours I'm out of here because he started doing math kind of thing. Oh, can't do that. So be easy on yourself. You know, this is not a course. This is not a fast fail thing. This is a journey. Okay. And sometimes one thing will lead to something else, right? right. Just being open and just getting right. over some of those fears will maybe open right. things, new opportunities. So yeah, it's all it's about important. starting that journey, which I love. Right. And what you ask the question, once you start asking, Dr. Maxwell Moss in his book and Psycho Cybernetics, he said, watch what the universe will tell you to what your question is. Like, like you said, Lisa, be open. Yes. Because you never know what's going to come. Yes, right. Yeah, and that's yeah. so important because I get excited when women come to me and say, oh, I got it. I know what I'm going to do. I got it. And they follow through with that. But mm-hmm. I really believe in role models, Lisa. I do. I have many. Have uh, One of them is uh, Rita Moreno, who is acting at age 86 now or 87. Felicia mm-hmm. Rashad is in her 80s. There are... Re- uh, I think her name is uh, Dench. She's an actress. But the other women who do other things are in their 
80s going on 90s because research now says there's a book called that I have called the hundred year old life. Wow. So I tell women in my workshops, I said, how many of you plan to live to be a hundred? Well, okay. Then what are you going to do with all those years you have left? Exactly. There's a lot of years there to yeah. fill with fulfilling things and yes. things that are going to leave a legacy. Great things. And yeah, wonderful things. Yeah. Well, you are so inspiring, Dr. Barbara. You are a role model for me as I am, Thank you know, you. just getting into this midlife uh, part of, uh, of life and wanting to live it well and help inspire others too. And I'm sure there are people listening right now who are also inspired by what you shared and and what you're doing. So tell, tell us a little bit about what resources you have to offer sure. and how can someone find out about those? If I'd like love to, to do uh, this. There's several resources. My website, uh, Dr. Barbara Collins, D-R-B-A-R-A-B-D, I can't even spell it now. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-
Lisa, that is key. That's what keeps you going to do all yes. these wonderful things, you know. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Dr. Barbara. Thank you. Love to all. Us. Peace and blessing. Thank you. I'm honored and look forward to keep connecting with you, Lisa. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. And please, if you're listening to this and you know someone who's in midlife or who will be in midlife one day, or maybe they're even further along and just kind of not ha- don't have that, that purpose and that fulfillment right now, please share this with them yeah. because I really truly believe this can make a difference in a lot of women's lives. So thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.